Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and myself, let me just say thank you for joining us today. The Wonder Podcast is for you, whether you're a man, a woman, young, older, married, single. Our mission is to encourage you and get you focused back on the wonders of our great God. Psalm 136 says, to him who alone does great wonders. And to him alone do we dedicate this episode and every episode. So whether you're in the car or on your way to work, at home watching a little one, washing dishes or binge listening on a road trip, which we've heard many of you do, we say thank you. And we pray you enjoy this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. Lisa, can you believe that we are finally at the end of 2020. I thought you were going to say we're at the end of our rope. <laughs> well, we kind of are. <laughs> I think we kind of are at the end of our rope, but we're also at the end of 2020. And so let's just get the horns out and start blowing now. I Talk about the party don't stop. I have never looked more forward to a new year than I have in 2021. All the thoughts and promises from the Lord in his word and all the things that I have processed throughout this year. I cannot wait to enter 2021 to see what he has for us. And I remember having these same feelings going into 2020. Just, I cannot wait to see what the Lord does and what, what he's going to do this year. And wow, what a <laughs> turn we took. Well, we did look forward to 2020. I still laugh about this because I was on several committees back in, you know, around 2011, 2014, 2016, those kind of years where they were called 2020 committees. And they were, you know, they were to set the vision, set Mm -hmm. the vision for 2020. You know, we're going to have clear vision. Well, could could anyone have come up with this vision? Nobody came up with this on any of our committees. This was not part of the game plan. And and we were looking forward to 2020. It's an it was an exciting new decade and all of that that goes with it. But it did take a turn, didn't it? And I've laughed about this too, thinking about 2020. Was this a real year? Was this real life? Or was this a virtual year? (laughs) Because it has been, uh, so many things have been virtual. So many things have been on Zoom. We have, we're now recording our podcast on Zoom. I mean, we have, this has been the year of Zoom. If, if we don't think about 2020 in any other way, we're going to think of it in two ways, masks and Zoom, right? That's right. That's right. The requirements. Who knew that you would become a Zoom expert in 2020? <laughs> Who knew is right. <laughs> Who, um, I didn't. I, I no. didn't know. No, you know, Lisa, our year started out with such fun anticipation Mm -hmm. as we looked forward to a trip of a lifetime to Israel. And we've talked about this before, but as we do our year end recap of what happened in 2020 and what we're looking forward to in 2021, we have to start right at the beginning. Uh, We left the beginning of March to head to the Holy Land with a group of friends, a much anticipated trip that we had planned. 
And isn't it funny that you plan your outfits, your shoes, your jewelry, plan, plan, plan for all these things. But yet we came home with no plan. We came home with feelings of what is happening, what is going on, because the world literally stopped when we put our feet down in the United States after our two-week trip to Israel. What a memory. What a time. But you know, Lisa, what is so interesting, and it's just so the Lord in my life, is that I never got anxious but once when I went to the grocery store and there were where there was barely any meat, there was no toilet paper, all the things we experienced. And I thought, is the Lord coming back? That's the only time I got anxious is my first trip to the grocery store, finding that there really weren't a lot of groceries and thinking, Lord, could you be coming back? And after that, it was like a five minute just what's happening. And then from then on, I just had this total peace as we traveled home from Israel and our plans got changed and flights got changed and we ended up in different countries. And it, I was never anxious. I was never worried. I always knew that we would get home, but had no idea what we were facing. And I had the giggle a few days ago when I was thinking about the year 2020 and how we all thought it'd be over by Easter. And here we are, almost a year later, still struggling with this disease. I know. I know. I remember that first night we were in Israel because the year had just been, had gone great, right? We, yeah. We land in Israel. And I remember you and I, that first night going, because we wanted to see the sunset on the yes. Mediterranean and we, in Tel Aviv, and you and I, Crossed the highway, we went over onto the beach side where the sunset was going, and we watched that sunset. And I thought, you know, Lord, it doesn't get any better than this to be watching the sunset in Tel Aviv, Israel, with my best friends, and just seeing your handiwork up close and personal on the land that you walked, and how quickly I was able to put that faith and that love for God into real life motion. Just two weeks later, when, and we watched a little bit of this unfold from Israel because we were getting reports and Bethlehem shuts down while we're in Israel because of a COVID case there. And so we were starting to kind of see, oh, this is a real deal. You know, this is, this is really affecting people. And even being foreigners in a land that day and seeing how some of those people did not want us there because we were foreigners traveling into their land and they shut their, their country down uh, 48 hours after our flight. And um, so that was kind of a surreal thing. But then, like you said, getting home and, and I remember my neighbor, she left me some hand sanitizer because she goes, she said, you won't be able to find this. So um, here's your mail and here's some hand sanitizer. (laughs) And I remember that being like, Oh, okay, thanks. You know, cool. And lo and behold, when I did make it to the store, there was nothing. And it kind of reminded me the other day when I went to the mall and, you know, we're in Texas, we, we live in Texas. So Texas is more open than a lot of places in the U.S. and in the world, and the malls are open. And but when you go into a mall, 
right now. It's something very much out of Hunger Games to me. That's kind of what I thought about when I was walking in the mall, because over the loudspeaker, you hear, attention, attention, please keep your mask on. Please stay within six feet of other people. And this is just on loop, you know, and it's very surreal and spooky because you're hearing this voice say this every few minutes in the mall. And I was just like, this is all so strange and sad. And when you, we've got this weird thing going on in 2020 with the masks and with the social distancing and everything being virtual. I'm very thankful that our, our state is opened up and, and we're able to do things on a limited basis and that kind of thing. But, uh, but then alongside of that, you have this very real virus yes. that's making a lot of people really, really sick. I just got a text before we started, uh, two texts today before we started uh, recording on two very sick friends or friends of friends, you know, in the hospital. And so it's a real thing. So that's happening simultaneously to all of this other stuff that asks the question, and here's the big question of the hour, will we be back to normal ever? And what will normal look like? And what will 2020 look like? And those are questions we've all been asking ourselves, right? Right. We have no idea what the new year holds. I remember going to the doctor just for a prescription refill and she was, you know, text my blood and we have this conversation, how you feel and all those things. And I asked her the question, I think this was like in May. And I said, when do you think this COVID thing's going to be over? And she looked at me and said, next summer. And I said, I'm sorry. And she <laughs> said, yeah, summer of 2021. And I said, are you kidding me? Like they can't fix it before then. <laughs> Yeah. She said, no. She said, this is a full-blown pandemic and it, it, we will unwind out of this by the end of the summer of 2021. And I remember thinking, that's crazy. There's no way this is going to last this long. And I told Charlie the other night, well, wasn't she right? I think that's when it could go away. I don't know that it'll totally go away ever. It's kind of like, you know, other diseases that we have in our lifetime there, you know, we always, there's always the flu and there's always, well, there's always going to be this yeah. fear of COVID, you know, in our lifetimes, this is the first time we've ever experienced anything like this. Yeah. And to know that someone can get sick on a Sunday and die two weeks later, that is just shocking. And it's things we've never experienced before. So I think in 2020, it's the year of things we've never experienced before. And one of the things that I had never experienced was not being able to go to church. And I just remember feeling empty. I remember just feeling so odd that I can't go to church and that I can't see my people and I can't interact with people. And the whole watching online. I'm thankful for technology and I'm thankful that we can do that. But honestly, I just can't get into it like I can when I'm there in person. So that whole thing was just so odd for me. So in 2020, one of the lessons I learned was I love my church and I love being able to gather as a people. And my soul craved that when we were unable to do that. And it just crushed my spirit that we couldn't. 
And then when we came back together, it was so refreshing. And it was like I hadn't seen people before. You were just so excited to see people. You know, even though it was a fist bump or an elbow tap or whatever, just to have energy from people was a gift. And it was a gift from the Lord. So I think the Lord has used a lot of things in my life to bring me to the realization that you need to quit taking things, advantage of things. You need to quit taking it for granted that there are people all over this world that don't have the opportunity to step into a church and be with their people. Everything has to be done in secret. And I just start thinking, what a blessed people that we are, that we have the freedom to go to church. Yet it was taken away in 2020. So that's one thing I walked away with is, wow, church is very important to me. Yeah. And it's part of our DNA, isn't it, Chrissy? Yeah. You and I both grew up in the church. Praise God that we had families and parents that raised us in the church. I want you to share real quickly about your mom. I mean, you've experienced that over the last few weeks. And we both got moms who are being in assisted living type situations. My mom's bedridden and She lives in a home here in Texas with five other residents with 24-hour care. Your mother was in an assisted living. And so that whole dynamic of being able to see loved ones and visit with loved ones was taken away. I mean, it's come and gone and come and gone several times for us where my mom lives. We were shut down and then they allowed us back in for a month and the cases started to rise and then they shut it down again and then they let us back in and then a case was found in her house of the five residents. So they shut it down again. And so we didn't get to see her at all over Christmas. But I know that COVID hit hard in your family and and you lost your mom. So why don't you just fill us in on, on, on that for a minute? Of course. I got a call from my mom's assisted living center And I need to sit down and put all the dates down. I haven't even had time because this is all so fresh. But it was a Sunday evening and the nurse called and said, your mom has been diagnosed with COVID and we'll be taking her to a hospital tomorrow and we'll let you know. And she went to a hospital and the nurse called and said, you won't be able to see her. You can talk to her on the phone. But she was so weak and so confused that the conversations didn't work. And so uh, they called me three days later and said, we think your mom um, could be going to meet Jesus. If you would like to come up here and suit up and you can come in and talk to her before she goes. So I jumped in the car and got suited up and I went in there and talked to her. And of course she was uh, not speaking back, but I knew she could hear me. And I said all the things I wanted to say and um, told her, you know, keep fighting. And the next day she woke up and wanted sausage and biscuits and gravy. And I'm like, well, she's going to want this thing. And, you know, yesterday they thought she was dying, but this morning she wants biscuits and gravy. That's my girl. She's going to beat this. And then just a few days later, they called and said, we're going to have to put her on hospice. She is not going to beat this. And that's when reality kicked in and I suited up again to go see her. And um, she had gone downhill so much in just a few days. That's what's so interesting about this disease is you can be, you know, asking for biscuits and gravy one minute and two days later, 
you are, they're putting you on pain meds just to keep you comfortable. And it's just very sad and you can't spend time with them. And one of the things that broke my heart so much, I told the hospice nurses, I, I really don't want her to die alone. And she said, she won't die alone. Jesus will be with her. He will take her and there's no fear in death and your mom is in good hands. And so she died um, at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and uh, we buried her and uh, December 23rd, which was her wedding anniversary. My parents would have been married like 67 years if my dad were still alive. So it was a very sweet, sweet day. And when you talk about church and you talk about the legacy, a, a good family friend stood there and said, I can't imagine all the lives that have been touched by these four people. And he was speaking of my dad, my mom, my brother, and myself. And he just talked about a few of the highlights of my parents' life, my brother's life, and my life. And as I sat there and listened to his words, I just started thinking about how precious that my parents took us to church. We were there every time the doors were open. We went to everything. We did every activity. That church did not have anything without the Formby family being there. And as I sat there and thought about that, that is the most important thing, isn't it? At the end of life, and someone is saying something about you that the one thing I can say about your mom is what a legacy she has left behind in her two children. And then her, then Chrissy's family and Mark's family and their grandkids. And you just sit there and think about that and if my parents had just made a different decision not to make church priority, not to make a relationship with Jesus the priority of their life, it could have been so different. And the words spoken at her service could have been so, so different. But I love that my parents gave me this legacy. And my prayer and my desire for my kids is that they will pass this on so that one day at their celebration service, someone can say, Katie and Abby, they had their kids in church and look at all the lives they've already touched and they're still young. So at the end of the day, really all that matters is your relationship with the Lord and what you've done with that. We packed up my mother's things today. We packed up all her things and I thought, isn't it interesting that at the end of your life, this is all that's left. You know, there's, there's the cups and the dishes and the clothes and the Christmas decorations and the Easter decorations and all the things my mother had. And you think it just, it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. The only thing that mattered in my mom's life was her relationship with Jesus and how she shared it with her family and with her friends. And that's the legacy she left behind. So when I think about the year 2020, I don't think of it as COVID took my mom and she's a statistic and all those things. I think that the Lord ordained her life when she was born, and he knew that he would call her home in December of 2020. And these are the circumstances of which he ordained. And I trust him with that, and I praise his name for that because I know my mom is completely healed. I know that she is laughing again. I know that she is having the biggest time with her best friends up there and my dad and all the people. And I just thought, what? A good way to end my 2020 is knowing 
that my mom is with Jesus and she's with my dad and with her friends. And it's all because a young couple, when they were first married, made a decision to go to First Baptist Church, Pahuska, and the rest is history. It really is history. And that's that's what you call flipping the script <laughs> because yeah. what could have been just a low moment in this year and, uh, and just to think, I got to end 2020 like this, you know, and you flip the script and that's only because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. We cannot flip the script without that hope in Jesus Christ because there's no good thing about it. So I love that Chrissy. And we have all just been praying for you and loving you virtually through this whole thing. And you, and I wrote this on the Instagram post, but I've never seen a daughter love and honor their mother more than you did during life and death for your mother. And I want to be just like you in that regard. And it's been a huge uh, ministry to me just seeing, and I know your mother was so proud of you and your brother, both in ministry, how you've just, how everyone loves the Lord. And I know that that um, was a huge part of your mother's joy till her very last days. And and you cared for her so well. So it was a huge testimony to me. Uh, This was a big year for our family. We added two more grandsons Yay. this year. And so 2020 will always be special because we added Bodie and Miller to our, um, our family. And that was, those were big highlights. Of course, we just came off of Christmas and we all got to be together and just watching all five grandsons interact and play. And you know, there's not, not a whole lot of programming into five grandsons, three and under. We couldn't get a whole lot of things done because there's always a nap or something <laughs> and we can't quite get our mojo yet. And so it's going to be a long time before we have some mojo around here, but we do, we are together. The bar is very low. We accomplished what I thought we would accomplish, which was not a whole lot of anything. <laughs> But it was good and we were together and it was so special. And so I'm just so thankful for this year because of the that new life that um, came. You know, something I learned this year was to not judge people and we're not to judge people at all, right? And that right. really reiterated to me on how people handle a pandemic because I remember early on, you know, some were wearing masks, some weren't wearing, wearing masks. Nobody had to wear a mask, but some were choosing. And, you know, were we rolling our eyes? Were we talking about, were we, you know, all of this, right, that's come aboard this year. And I think it's been so important to just let people navigate through these very uncharted waters the way they need to and respect that. And I think that's been a real important part of this process just loving people where they are and respecting their decisions and showing a lot of grace in this. And I think that's been a a big part of this year, especially for me, just in my own growth and looking forward to 2021. We did, we didn't see this one coming. And I think it was almost a good thing. If we can call it that, that it did stir us up a lot. It did make us more thankful for some things. It made us more thankful for our community. My word, did it make us more thankful for our community? Did it make us more thankful for our body of believers, the church? Did it make us more thankful for those people that serve us, those healthcare workers and all the people on the front lines that are, you know, risking their lives during a pandemic? It made me more thankful for my health, right? 
Yes. All of that, I think we were, it just came to the forefront of our thankfulness of just, wow, we didn't, we were kind of just skating through and this just kind of jolted us all into action, didn't it? Amen. It sure did. I, when you talk about judging, I think about Jesus in the day he was uh, walking and he saw Zacchaeus up in that tree and he said, come down, I'm, I'm coming to your house today. And Zacchaeus, of course, was a tax collector. He was not popular among the people. No one really liked him. And it was, it was just like Jesus to hang out with those that were not likable, those that didn't look like everybody else, that acted like everybody else. He didn't judge anybody on who they were, what they did, what they ate. He loved them where they were. And that's who I want to be. I want to just love people where they are. Don't judge them on what they say or think or post. Or I just want to love them for who they are and show them Jesus. And that's the biggest thing I want to do in 2021 is I want to always say yes. I always want to take the time to try to say the right things, to invest in people, to be intentional. All those things that I think we thought we were doing, but the pandemic has shown me that I really wasn't doing it. It was all talk. And I want to be that person. I want to be real with people. I want to share Jesus more than I ever have before. You know, when you're in quarantine, there's just not a lot you can do uh, besides binge watch TV or try new recipes or eat or, you know, everybody got in different rhythms and different things that they were doing. And wouldn't it be sweet if we take time just to talk about Jesus, be about Jesus, be about his work, no matter where you are, if you're at the doctor's office, the grocery store or wherever, there are people hurting and the way that we handle this pandemic and the way that we love people through it is what's going to be remembered. And those are the things that are the most important. And Jesus ate with sinners. He ate with the chief priests. He ate with everyone, but he had a special place in his heart for those that didn't look like the norm. And that's who I want to be. I just want to reach people where they are and not be judgmental of anything. Because one thing I've learned is we do not know anyone's story. We do not, unless you know them, know them. You don't know what they've walked through. You don't know anything until you spend time with them and invest in them and tell them about the wondrous love of Jesus and help them walk through their lives. Taking time for people is the most important thing that you can do. I love that, Chrissy. That's a great word. And I think, you know, when we, when you look at Jesus's life, just like what you were saying, he was relational. He was so relational. He touched the leper, felt the power coming out of him when the woman who had bled for so many years touched his robe. He knew her faith. He was just so relational and walking with people and doing life. And when, when the Pharisees say, why does your teacher eat with all the sinners? You know, what did he say? He said, well, well, people don't need, don't need help. They don't right. need healing. And, and so, and it was facetious because he knew their heart wasn't well. That's right. And so when we, when we turn on the Lord like that, and we start having that heart that's full of pride and all of those things that cause us to judge other people, we're just as bad as the Pharisees. Absolutely. And so I think it's so important as we move forward, or it is in my life, there's, as I move in, as we move into 2021, 
I want to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with good, trusted advisors. And I think that's a good thing for all of us to think about. Who are the people in your life that have your ear? And I think it's something for us to ask ourselves, cause us to, if we have been too isolated, then we might not have someone's ear. They might not have our ear. And we start to believe our own press clippings and everything else. (laughs) And I think it's important that we are surrounded by good, trusted advisors, whether that's at the church or in our community or in our Bible fellowship group or our small group or life group or whatever that is through our family members, because we need good, we need people that we can trust in our life that are helping us through these very strange times. And I mean, there's just no other way to put it. We came off a very, very big political year. And we're, I guess we're still in the midst of it. I don't know. I don't watch the news. That's one thing that changed about me uh, pretty much in March, 2020. I just quit watching the news because I was finding it was causing me to have anxiety. And I just don't want to hear all the different opinions. One news channel is telling you this and the next news channel is telling you that. And so anyway, I've just kind of found my own that I can kind of, that I feel like I can trust people that I can talk to. And I, I want to be in God's word. And I think as we, when we, when we talk about Jesus and he did go off on by himself when he wasn't with the people, he was alone with the Lord. And I think that's why Jesus was isolated was to be alone with the Lord. And I think that's something we need to take away from this as well is when we are isolated and we have been, and will continue to be, it sounds like in different scenarios, isolation will look different for everyone. Right. But are we utilizing that time to be with the Lord and are we in his word? Are we worshiping? Are we being encouraged by the Lord through the Holy spirit? And and what does the scripture tell us that when you don't know what to pray, the Holy spirit will for you with such words that you didn't even know you could, you could utter. And I think that's the prayer is God, when we are, when we do have this alone time, help us to have a heart for you and a longing in our heart to be with you, to hear from you, to walk with you, to trust you, to, uh, that it all comes back to you, Jesus. And I think that's one thing that I've learned and that I'm looking forward to in 2020 is just making sure that those who have my ear and my time and my attention are trusted advisors that I know are godly influences in my life, um, whether it's coming from the Lord through his word or through people that I surround myself with. Absolutely. Uh, The scripture that comes to mind when I look forward to 2021 is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And when we look around and we have no idea what 2021 holds, but we know who holds it, we can totally trust him. We can totally rest in him. And to do that, we have to be still. And that's one thing 2020 has taught us is how to be still. And like you said, you decide what you do with your time when you are still. And I think we all can take the time to be still because that is the secret to a successful Christian life is to be still and know that he is God. Know 
that he will be exalted among the nations and know that he will be exalted in the earth because he is in control and he does know what's going on. And our job is to rest in him and to not forget what we know. That's why it's so important to be in the word of God. That's why it's so important to memorize scripture. So during those times, if you do get anxious or you do wonder or you do question, you go back to the source. There is only one truth, and it's the Bible. It's the word of God. It's his love letter to us. And he tells us exactly what to do if we take the time to read it and to really concentrate on it and to pour it into our life. Be still and know that I am God. And won't he do it? Won't he do it? It's the answer to all of our, all of our questions, all of our concerns, all of our anxiety. You said it. That's the answer. And I think that's a great way to end today is just to encourage everyone listening. That is the answer for us. Be still. Know that he is God. We can trust him when we don't understand what's going on, when we don't know what the future holds. Just be still and know that he is God and trust him. Draw close to him because that's where you'll find we hide in the shadow of his wings, don't we? Yes. Just hide in the shadow of his wings. Yes. Be still there. Trust the Lord. He knows this is, this is not outside of his wisdom. His wisdom is all up in this. That's right. <laughs> he That's knows right. what's going on. He knows what's going on. And I, and I just imagine it's going to be an incredible year, another year of growth, another year of opportunity to draw closer to the Lord. And I'm excited. Me too. So I wonder what our listeners are going to do in 2021. I can't wait to hear what they're going to do, what they're going to experience. Lisa, what you and I will experience. And I know that we will look back at this time next year and marvel at what the Lord has done. Amen. Happy 2021, everybody. God bless you. 